Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of May 21st, 2023. I wanted to let you know of a speaking engagement that is coming up for me. So if you would like to attend, so you can mark your calendar on Friday, July 14th and Saturday, July 15th, I will be speaking for the San Diego Astrological Society in person in San Diego. So on Friday evening from 8 to 9.45 p.m., I'll be doing my Moon Phase Families Lecture. And on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., I will be speaking and providing a workshop called Moon Mastery Lunar Planning Workshop. So you can go to the link in the show notes. I'm eventually going to put it up on my website, but it will take you to the San Diego Astrological Society so you can see the information, sign up, and I would love to meet you in person while I'm there. The theme of this week is power dynamics, and there are three big things I want you to think about as you navigate this week. The first is that Gemini season begins today at 12.08 a.m. Pacific time. Gemini is an air sign, so it is dealing with the intellect and mental processes and communication. Air signs are humane. There is something about each of them about connecting with other people. They're sociable signs. The mode of the sign is mutable. So it's changeable and versatile and it's adjustable energy. So see if you notice that just the tempo just increases as the sun moves into the sign. Are people talking faster? Is there more desire for yourself to talk to others? I highly recommend journaling during this season. High Road Gemini is rational, methodical, and witty. One of my favorite, favorite Geminis, people who know me on Instagram know Queer Cosmos, Colin Bedell. He is like the ultimate Gemini because at its highest level, if you look at the sign, it looks like the pillars of a temple. And at the highest level, Gemini takes the information from the heavens and distills it down into understandable pieces for us mere mortals on earth and then distributes and disperses it to us. And he is someone who has just this incredible way of communicating complex information in terms that, you know, us mere mortals can understand. And when you're listening to him, it's always like going to church with the the facts he shares about all kinds of prominent intellectual thinkers and writers and psychologists and things like that. So he is the ultimate Gemini. Now, low road Gemini is like flaky or superficial or someone who just talks, talks, talks and doesn't say anything. It's just like they have that 
verbal diarrhea is something you can think about with this sign. And it's also a double-bodied sign. Gemini, Sagittarius, and Pisces are the double-bodied sign where there's this dual nature to them. For Gemini, it's because it's the twins. So you may find there is a lot of stuff that you find you have to do things twice with Gemini season or things show up in pairs in some way or like multiple things happen. Like the fact that Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson got fired on the same day. And that was Venus and Gemini was in a hammer of Thor. So there was this duplicity of what was going on. So really notice throughout Gemini season where you see things happening twice. And when the sun goes into this sign, it immediately trines Pluto. So there will be a spotlight on Plutonic themes throughout the month. And then it sextiles Mars. And so martial things as well. That's why the title is Power Dynamics. Both Pluto and Mars are associated with power. And Pluto essentially is Mars on steroids, the higher octave of the planet Mars. So there will be spotlights on the themes of power and conflict. So just be aware that, you know, this... Month is going to be a bit intense because the new moon in Taurus, which was almost at the end of the sign, you know, that was an intense new moon. So it's also a great time to get out, socialize, get together with friends, connect with your siblings or neighbors. Yeah, these are wonderful things to do with Gemini season where you are in conversation or learning something new. Great, wonderful time to learn something new. Pick up a book or watch a movie or do go to a museum that you're unfamiliar with is how I recommend making the most of this season. The next thing I want to make you aware of is that we start the week and end the week with important chart patterns called the T-square. And the T-square is a pattern where you have two planets that are opposite each other and they both square another planet. Oppositions and squares are hard aspects. There is tension And with an opposition, it's often coming in from someone else. And with a square, it's like something that is maybe you didn't initiate, but there is this difficulty or tension or complex challenge that needs to be overcome. One of my favorite astrology books is Tracy Marks' Planetary Aspects, an Astrological Guide to Managing Your T-Square. And she describes the T-square in this book. It not only indicates the primary conflicts a person experiences, but also the talents and personal characteristics which he or she is motivated to develop and which can lead to considerable achievement and satisfaction if expressed constructively. A lot of people get the sense of woe that they have these chart patterns in their natal charts, but some of the most accomplished people have T-squares. And in fact, something like 40% of the population has a T-square in their natal chart, according to Tracy Marks. I don't have one, so I don't have personal experience, but 
love, love, love talking to clients about them when they come for a reading because some readings we will spend the whole time talking about either the T-square in the chart or how their chart is being aspected by a planet that's creating a T-square in their chart and it is a driver for either their entire life or what's going on for them at the moment. So yeah, if you want to unpack your T-square, come book a reading with me, and then you would just put in the notes that that's something that you want to do. If your T-square is in the cardinal signs of Aries, Capricorn, Cancer, or Libra, if the planets are in those signs, you can be someone who may be a leader or someone who knows what, how to get what they want, who can take charge. But people who have cardinal T-squares, it can also, like they can be plunged into personal crisis where they're up against, you know, at work or at home, like this conflict with the other. People who have fixed T-squares, that would be Taurus, Leo, Aquarius, and Scorpio would be the signs involved with that. They can have extremely strong will and determination and be very goal-oriented, but they can get stuck or refuse to compromise or adjust their behavior. Even when people make a reasonable request, they may be like, you know, no, or like project on the other person that it's their problem that they would like you to make a change. That can be a problem with a fixed T-square. With a mutable T-square, you can be easily adaptable to new environments, but the problem with this, you can also be easily influenced by others. If you have a child with a mutable T-square, astrologer Carol Rushman brought this to my attention, that you really need to be mindful, especially of who they're becoming friends with. Be careful who their friends are because they can be easily taken down the path to, you know, drugs or whatever, difficult stuff by the people they surround themselves with. So that's really important. Also can be issues with anxiety or nervousness can be an issue for people who have mutable T-squares. So as we start the week, there is this intense T-square. We talked a little bit about it last week, where it's a fixed T-square, and their planets are all at zero degrees of the sign. So, whoa, Nelly. So Jupiter in Taurus is at the apex, and then it's squaring Mars in Leo on one side, and then Pluto in Aquarius on the other side, and Mars and Pluto are in opposition to each other. I think I mentioned I was a little nervous about President Zelensky Something, you know, an assassination attempt about him was one of the things I was nervous about. But it looks like I taped this early. Ukraine is just really going for trying to do an all-out assault. I forgot to mention last week I was a little off with, I don't know what transit was going on, but I totally forgot to mention the debt ceiling limit, which I hope was resolved on May 17th was a date I have eyed for that because the United States chart, Kevin McCarthy's chart, and Joe Biden's chart are all being activated. So that power struggle, Pluto with Congress, Pluto and Aquarius, about Jupiter and Taurus, the, you know, the economy, the debt, the financial matters, 
like Mars, like taking action. Although when I think Mars will still be in cancer, when I hope it was resolved, if not, it should be resolved this week. It just seems inconceivable that the Congress Republican leadership is going to let the United States economy go down the tubes. And when looking at that up, I was also a little nervous about Joe Biden. He's having Uranus in the sky is going to square his progressed sun on, I believe, the 19th it is. I'm not sure which day it was. But anyway, I'm a little concerned about a health issue for Joe Biden, with especially aligned with this new moon in Taurus is in his sixth house of things that go wrong with your health and is activating Kamala Harris's chart too. So hopefully everything is fine with the president, but no matter what, there's going to be a lot of intensity of a fixed nature where it's like people are really holding on to their positions. This can be a great energy for success if you're trying to do something difficult but really notice around yourself when, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of stories in the news about massive conflict and hopefully it's nonviolent conflict. It's, you know, verbal and stuff, but yeah, it could be some tough stuff that has already happened and could be happening this week with this fixed T-square. And the, we end the week with a mutable T-square. And that is what is going to be. And the last thing I want you to be aware of is that on Saturday, there is a first quarter moon at six Virgo, where the moon is at six Virgo, and it's going to be opposite Saturn at six Pisces. And both the moon and Saturn are going to square the sun at six Gemini. So this is mutable energy. I really want people to be aware if they're feeling like extra nervous or extra anxious, this energy, and it's going to, you know, it's going to be very present next week, but it could be a little different. Moon opposite Saturn, people feeling like there's a heavy wet blanket on them, and it could be like people could be feeling like they're coming up against blockages and restrictions or limits are being put on them. It could be limits on speech yeah, this oh, this could be the the TikTok announcement also about TikTok being banned. Yeah, TikTok is a very Sun and Gemini type application in my opinion, but that's probably not it. I don't know. Anyway, just be aware that this lunation could stir up a lot of excitability within some people. The new moon of this cycle was when there was a new moon in Virgo at four degrees on August 27th, 2022. So there may be a story that started nine months ago at the new moon that has an advancing pivot point at this first quarter moon. Virgo is mutable earth energy, so it can be at its highest practical Virgo is the sign that brings order to chaos. This first quarter moon is a wonderful time to like start a decluttering project or editing something that you already did and making it better. We just had, you know, Mercury retrograde has ended. And this may be a time where people find a lot of mistakes over the following week with the first quarter moon in Virgo phase. So decluttering 
organizing, doing things that take care of your health. These are all great things to do with this Virgo energy. Doing something of service is another thing that you can do. On Sunday, the word of the day is chatty. We start this week with the moon and the mutable air sign of Gemini, and then the sun enters Gemini at 12.08 a.m. Pacific time. So notice when you wake up, or if you're already awake, notice if people around you start talking faster, like there's more lightness and levity and jokiness with conversations. Yeah, think about that. The moon will enter the water sign of Cancer at 8.27 p.m. Pacific time. So you may also notice a shift where people get more emotional. Like someone could be telling a joke at this time that they think it's all in good fun, but someone gets their feelings hurt and like just leaves the room or cries or something like that when the moon enters Cancer because a Cancer is a water sign Water is more sensitive and it's all about the emotional and feeling body. While the moon is in cancer, take some extra time to nurture yourself with with whatever you need. Great for cooking yourself a nice meal or having a nice meal cooked for you. Taking a bath, take in more water while the moon is in this sign. Now, the sun will also sextile Mars in Leo. Sextiles are opportunities. This could be an opportunity to get in an argument with someone that Gemini mutable energy and Mars and Leo showing up and showing out. Or it could just be someone says, hey, let's go do something. Let's go for a run or a walk, something active, or let's plan a party. Yeah, these opportunities, yeah, some, or you may just have an opportunity drop into your lap, which is great for you with this energy. On Monday, the word of the day is excise. So Mars and Leo will square Jupiter and Taurus exactly on this day. This is some intense energy. Now, Jupiter just makes things bigger. So there could be a conflict Mars or aggression or something. And Mars in Leo is a fixed fire sign. So there can be like some real intensity with this. The word excise, I like feel like people are trimming the fact on excessive spending, like with Jupiter's in the Earth sign of Taurus, which is about resources. Some people, unfortunately, are going to be finding out their job, they're getting laid off because the company wants to cut costs. So excising, you know, people from work. Somebody's getting a tumor cut out, Mars rules surgery, Jupiter and Taurus. Jupiter like rules tumors, they're gross that grow out of proportion. That's another thing that could be happening on this day. Yeah. So think about that. Think about maybe like trimming something from your budget and adding it more to savings is something you can do with this energy. On Tuesday, the word of the day is delight. This is a goddess day where the moon meets Venus, the planet of love, beauty, and harmony. And they're both in the sign of cancer at 17 degrees of cancer. They both enjoy the sign of cancer. The moon's at home and Venus has dignity. 
by face at this degree. So it's a minor dignity, but we're going to take it. So this can be a wonderful feeling energy. I'd love people because Mars, the planet of action, is by quintile Uranus, the planet of surprises. Think about buying someone a surprise gift, whether it's a person behind you in line at coffee or just, you know, getting a little treat for someone. I think that's a great thing to do, or you can get a treat for yourself. The waxing crescent moon is also at 17 degrees of Cancer at 6.01 a.m. Pacific time. So it'll be really interesting to see at this, you know, this moon phase where there's some action. We can see the light having the moon and Venus at the same degree. We'll see if that shows up in the news in some way. On Wednesday, the word of the day is compromise. The moon will enter Leo at 7.30 a.m. Pacific time. And on this day, the moon will square the nodes. Leo is fiery, fun, and fantastic energy. And it likes to be dramatic. So think about, you know, how you can find win-win solutions rather than just assert your will. Because when the moon goes into Leo, it's going to reactivate that Mars square Jupiter and Mars opposite Pluto. Yeah. And yeah, something big may happen on this day. I've noticed there's been big events, especially in the war in Ukraine, when the moon has been squaring the nodes. The moon in Leo has been squaring the nose. So we'll see because Venus in Cancer is also square Chiron. So we'll see how that shows up. I just got a thought about Diane Feinstein. Is she going to leave if she hasn't already? Will she resign from Congress? That would be something we'd really appreciate. That could be that first quarter moon story. We'll see what happens. On Thursday, the word of the day is sparkle. There's not much going on in the sky, but it's a Leo moon. So notice how people are talking more animatedly. You may see more people in red. Yeah, like this is a great day to like let the light shine through you and yeah, be appreciated or appreciate someone for something fantastic they do. On Friday, the word of the day is disruption. Venus is sextile Uranus and Mars, the planet of action, drive, and assertion, is square the nodes. So Venus, sextile Uranus, there's an opportunity to collaborate. Venus in Cancer and Uranus in Taurus. It can also be like you make your own magic with this energy. They're both at 19 degrees of the signs. And yeah, Mars squaring the nose at three. So Mars and Leo at three. Leo, South Node and Scorpio, North Node and Taurus. This can be actions can send you up or down, depending on what you do. So like you could have a meet cute where you meet, you're single, ready to mingle, meet someone and deciding to ask them out could be you just met your future spouse. So that could be a positive with this energy. But when you meet someone new, it disrupts your life because you have to make space for them. So this could be a very positive disruption or you could, you know, get in an argument with someone who you're supposed to be in a loving relationship and then like it's like over. So that's another thing that could happen. The moon will enter the sign of Virgo at 8 or 4 p.m. Pacific time. 
Virgo is mutable earth energy, so great for decluttering and bringing order to chaos. On Saturday, the word of the day is critique. So Venus will semi-square Saturn. This is a hard aspect. And Virgo energy can be, the moon in Virgo, very critical on a shadow side. So if you're giving someone criticism, let's make it constructive. Don't like pick someone else or yourself apart from like small things. The first quarter moon will be at 6 Virgo at 8.22 a.m. Pacific time. The sun is at 6 Gemini. These are both signs ruled by the Mercury, the planet of communication, which is now in the sign of Taurus. So decluttering your house, that can be a great thing to do or your space or... Yeah, going to the grocery store and getting healthier things. This could be someone makes a decision to improve their diet. Like first quarter moons are times where people take action. So if you've been eating like crap or garbage, this is a great time to like start and make a change. And yeah, you can do it. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories about what has gone on this week, or let me know how the daily themes are playing out for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, Please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week. 